Well, this morning is an exciting morning, and uh, not in a million years would he want to be recognized. Not in a million years would he want any credit. Not in a million years would he want anybody to look at him. But I do want to thank uh, someone who stepped in at the last minute and just did an incredible job this morning. We had our buddy Gideon Johnson on drums this morning. And... Uh, Man, he killed it this morning. Where you at, Gid? Where you at? You still, dude, you did great, man. We are super proud of you. And um, it's just uh, it's amazing to see what God's doing in our student praise band. And, and uh, we're excited to see what he's, what he's doing in STS overall. Um, this morning, uh, we are starting our first talk in our series leading up to Resurrection Sunday. Um, and, and we're super, super excited about this series. And we're going to be talking about three characters that you normally don't talk about, three people that you normally don't talk about th- uh, as you get around Easter Sunday. Uh, the first one being Mary, the second one being Thomas, and the third one being Paul. And we're going to be talking about their side of the cross their side of the cross and how their side of the cross and the resurrection of Christ affects our side of the cross and resurrection of Christ. And this morning, we're going to be talking about Mary, Jesus's mother. And we're going to be diving in a few moments, uh, just talking about kind of the ins and outs of her life, uh, what's so special about her, what she saw, and how that affects us in our world. So I'm excited. We're so glad that you're here. We know there's a lot of folks out on on, uh, spring break, but you guys are here and we are pumped about that. And um, we're just just glad that you're here this morning. So when I was a kid, and when I say kid, I mean like six, seven years old kid, like little kid, not like older kid, like little kid. Every Saturday morning, every single Saturday morning, I would wake up and there was a show that a lot of, a lot of folks our age or my age would watch every Saturday morning. And it was Saturday morning wrestling. That's all. I mean, that was what we watched. It was not WWE or whatever. I don't know what they call it now. Is it, is it WWE? But we had WCW, World Championship Wrestling. Any wrestling fans in it? In, 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 uh, one, two, three. Okay, that's all right. That's, so you're like, <clears throat> I don't, some of you girls are like, I kind of watch it. No, but, but we watched Saturday morning wrestling. And it was, it was before all the, the, the drama. It's like a soap opera now and all this, all this stuff. Is, it, it was a lot. It was real soap opera-ish then, but it wasn't uh, all the drama. It was about, they were just always mad at each other. But we didn't, it was before John Cena and before The Rock. And it was, it was, it was, it was before all those cool casts. We had Macho Man Randy Savage. Man, we had Jake the Snake Roberts. We had Bam Bam Bigelow. We had all these guys that had these goofy names, and, and but they were the Road Warriors. Man, tag team partners. They have football pads with spikes that came out of them, and they, they had these face paint. Then you had Sting and and Ric Flair. Woo, the Nature Boy. We we, man, I loved wrestling. And so when I was a six, seven year old, what did I wanted to do? I, I, I got up Saturday morning and I would sit there and watch World Championship Wrestling. And it was great. And I would think to myself, 
that would be so much fun. That would be awesome to get hit in the head with a chair. And that would be awesome to climb the ropes, you know, in the squared circle. And that would be so much fun just to wrestle. Like, that would be so, so much fun. And then I got a little older. <laughs> and something happened in me. And, and I'm not meaning to shift this, but I can't help but shift it to, to when I got saved... Like, so when you're a wrestler or you're thinking you want to be a wrestler when you're a little kid, that's weird. But then you get saved and then you, all you want to do is be a preacher. That means you're weird too. Because everybody else is like, I want to be a baseball player. I want to be a football player. I want to be a fireman. I want to be a police officer. I was that weird kid. was like, I want to preach. You know, and like, that was me. I just, there was something about, I could get paid to be at church and to talk about Jesus and to, to, to get, deliver the word of God. I thought, man, that would be super, super cool. And so between my 11th and 12th grade year, God interrupted my plans of anything that I had in my life to want to do, just, just really interrupted it and just came in and said, Ryan, this is what you're going to do for the rest of your life. You're going to get, you're, you're going to preach. And I thought, sweet, that's pretty cool. This is going to be great. Everything's going to be peaches and cream. There's going to be like uh, little angels flying around everywhere bubbles are going to fill the room it's just smart it's just going to be great it's going to be great and that is not what happened when he called me man if anything life got tough the temptations and the distractions got harder and things got difficult at the time when he called when he he came in and said this is i'm calling you for something else and so many of us in here, we've, we, we've got our plans, man. So many of you, you're in middle school, you're in high school, and you have plans to grow up, and you're going to go, you already know, you're going to go to this college, and we're going to go to this school, and we've got this list. Oh, you know the list I'm talking about? It's in your, in your diary, and it's like, my guy's going to be like this, and it's like, he's got blonde hair and blue eyes. Oh, he's so cute. Oh, and he wears H&M sometimes, just sometimes. Then sometimes he wears like, I don't know, different clothes. And then he talks like this and he looks like this and he, he's got a nice family and he, he's a millionaire and he just is like, he drives his car, you got your list and you plan it out and all, your do, all the dudes are sitting there, you got your list. A girl. And, um, and so, so you're like, you're just, you're planned it all out. You got it all planned out and you're ready and you got all these plans that we're making and we're making all these plans for the future and we're making these plans. What, what we're going to be when we grow up right now, we're already, uh, I don't know. Do they still do this in school? We had this thing where we, do y'all still have Scantrons? Do you do, still got the Scantron test? Uh, some of you do. We, we had Scantrons and every once in a while we would have the Scantron, like what's you're going to be when you grow up, you know, and you answer a bunch of questions and, and the magic machine that you feed your answers into spits out what you're going to be, you know, and, and so we'd fill these things out and I think they have like a 1% correct, I don't know what they are, but so we make all these plans and we have all these dreams 
and we have all these desires of what we want to be and what we want to do after we graduate, when we grow up, all these things. And sometimes, sometimes those aren't the same as God's. Sometimes our dreams aren't the same as God's dreams. And, and, and I'm so thankful for that. And we see someone in Scripture that that exact same thing happened. And so this morning we're going to talk about Mary, Jesus' mom, and her dreams and some things about Mary that you may not have known. And some things that happened in her life and on her side of the cross, on the, her side of the story of getting Jesus to the cross and what happened when Jesus got to the cross and where she was, how that affects us on this side. And so I'm excited this morning, I got up this morning super early, and I'm praying through this morning's talk and, and just, just asking God just to, just to rain down and maybe just pierce some of your hearts this morning that, that you, he would speak to you directly this morning. And I, I, I'm on Twitter, and, and I'm going through Twitter, and I see Dr. Youssef's post, and he reposted something from Leading the Way, and, and uh, he posted a devotional about Mary this morning. And I was so thankful, and it's, it's a lot on the same lines of what we're talking about this morning. I'm so thankful that that Holy Spirit moment was just one of those, it's all good. This is what we're going to talk about today. And it's, it, it's just confirmation. I love it. So can we pray? And we'll dive into the Word this morning. God, I love you so much, and I thank you for the students that are here. God, I pray that they would just, you would, they would, that they would take these words, not that they're my words, God, that they would be your words speaking through me. Lord, I'm a sinful man. I, I'm a wretched man. But God, that you so choose to love me and you called me out, God. And I, this morning, I pray that you would just speak through this vessel, that God, that you would flow through me, not that they would see Ryan, not that they would see anything else on this stage other than you, Lord. Show up in our midst this morning and let us leave changed god may we not be the same as we came in this morning or may we we be different over the next few moments in this in jesus name amen so i hope you're taking notes grab your note sheets and grab a pen and just a few back story items on mary some things that you might not have known so here's what before you do that before you we start taking notes if there are anyone this morning that any ladies between the age of 12 and 14 if you're between the age of 12 and 14 please stand up if you were between the age of 12 and 14 years old ladies this morning between the age of 12 and 14 ladies this was thought to be the same age that Mary had Jesus. You guys have a seat. Between 12 and 14. They're like, whoa. We always see these pictures of, of Mary as a woman, like an adult woman. Check this out. Check this out. In those times, in those biblical times, the age where, where, where ladies were starting to get married, or girls were starting to get married, were, was between 12 and 14. And the reason they started that early, in husbands, guys, between the ages of 15 and 17. 
And it was between those. And the reason they started early because they had a lot of work to do because they wanted to carry on their family name. They wanted to carry on their traditions of their family. They wanted to have large families so that, that when they, the, the life expectancy for people around that time, they didn't have doctors, they didn't have nurses, they didn't have medication like we do now. And so life lifespan was a lot shorter than we've got right now. And so they, they knew if they only had 50 to 70 years, sometimes 80 years in that time, that they had a lot to do family-wise. And so they wanted to pass down their family name. So Mary, it's thought that she was between 12 and 14 years old. There's not a whole lot of backstory as far as genealogy on Mary, as we see in Scripture. There's not a ton. It's thought that she came from the tribe of Levi. Now, that's, that's a, another talk for another day. But it's thought that she came from the tribe of Levi. There is a little thought of genealogy in Luke that you might see, but that's more on Joseph's side. And anytime that you see in Scripture the genealogies and, and the Gospels, those are on Joseph's side. And so we see a little bit of glimpse, but it's more thought that that is for Joseph in Luke chapter 1. Now, we see in Matthew, just again, a little backstory, she's pledged to be married to Joseph. We knew that. And here's the kicker. Here's the thing that we don't think about a lot of times. Mary was a sinful woman. She had sin in her life. She was not perfect. She was not sinless. She was sinful. And she was just in need as a, of, of a Savior as you and I are. She was sinful. Now, Luke one twenty eight says this. Luke one twenty eight says she found favor. She was that found favor. Was is it, is it up here? Do we have that scripture? That, that an, an angel came to her and said that God has found favor with her, and she has found favor with God. Huge words, and and again, the angel comes to her and says, "You will give birth to the son." of the Most High, Luke one thirty two. So she's, she's talked about in the Old Testament, not by name, but it says a virgin will give birth to a son. And she was chosen by God because she found favor by God to give birth to the Savior of the world. She gives birth to Jesus and she talks to this guy named Simeon. If you're going to write something down, I'll read this to you. It's Luke 2, 33 through 35. And Jesus is being presented at the temple. It's uh, eight, eight days after his birth. And it says this, the child, verse 33, the child's mother and father marveled at what was said about him. And you can read that. It's just, it's really cool. Then Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, his mother, this child is destined to cause the falling and rising of many in Israel and to be a sign that will be spoken against so that the thoughts of hearts will be revealed. Check this out. And a sword will pierce your own soul too. And so Mary, just this young mother, hears these words like about her son, like, whoa, 
what's going on? He's going he's to be the cause of a rise and fall of many. And then a sword is going to pierce my soul too. I'm going to be hurt in some way. What does this mean? And, and as, as she's standing there, I can only imagine the flood of emotion, of joy and, and confusion that Mary must have felt. And so Mary raises the Son of God and watches him grow up in this family. Imagine having a son like Jesus who did everything. Like, he was perfect. That would be, again, I know I've said this before, how would you like to be Jesus' brother? You know, James, go take out the trash. I don't want to. Jesus, will you take out the trash? Sure, Mom. James, did you take out the trash? Yes. Jesus, did James take out the trash? No. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> you know, like, that would be tough. But he, she raised Jesus. She and Joseph raised Jesus up to the point of his, the time where he did his first miracle, where he revealed himself, where he turned the water into wine. He was, she was at the first one. And she watched for three and a half years as he poured himself out in his ministry. As his ministry just came alive, she was there. She watched, and she probably watched from a distance. We see in the, on the Sermon on the Mount, someone hollers out, talking about uh, Mary. It says, blessed is the woman. Blessed is the woman. And I can only imagine Jesus is, is over here and Mary's kind of off to the side and she's just watching her son so proud. And she watches all this stuff happen and unfold. And then she watches these trials that happen. Then she watches Jesus be beat up. Her son. The worst part of the passion, one of the worst parts, the Passion of the Christ was tough. But if you've seen the Passion of the Christ, one of the worst parts for me is to watch a scene where Jesus falls down and looks into the eyes of his mother and she has flashbacks of his childhood and him growing up. That was tough. That ripped my heart out just thinking about what she went through. And then ultimately, ultimately, Scripture says that Mary stood at the cross where Jesus was. She watched her son be nailed to a tree, raised up, slammed down into the ground, and die. She watched all that happen to her son. To her son. But she knew, she knew. I, I, I just think in her heart of hearts, she knew there was a bigger picture at hand. And I think as she thought back, maybe in those days of darkness, in those moments, those three days of, okay, is he really going to do it? He's got to do it. He's my son. He said he was going to do it. And he comes to life. She thinks back and says, all my plans, all my plans were changed 
for this moment here. Because you see, I have a feeling that when Mary was growing up, she hadn't planned on being and giving birth to the Son of God. She hadn't planned on doing anything. She was just planning on this big wedding. She was so excited to be married to this guy, Joseph. She was so pumped up just to be a carpenter's wife. She was so excited just to have a family and grow their family. And that's all she wanted to do. That was her plans. But God interrupted her plans because he had bigger plans for her. And I think about us. What if, what if God says to you, young lady, young man, I know you have all these plans and they are really good and they seem so cool and they seem so awesome and they seem so grand, but what if, what if God says, I want something different for you? What if God says, there's a bigger plan, there's a bigger purpose, there's a bigger picture that I want to show you? Would you just say, yes, Lord? Oh, how our lives would change. First Peter. First Peter, write this down. First Peter chapter 3. Verse 18. Mary knew there was a bigger picture. Mary knew there was a bigger, bigger thing at, about it. There's a bigger deal. Because check this out. Verse 18. For Christ died for sins once for all, the righteous for the unrighteous, to bring you to God. He was put to death in the body, but made alive by the Spirit. And I can't help but think, I can't help but think that Mary, as she watched her son live this perfect life, as she watched her son go to the cross, as she watched her son die, couldn't help but think she thought, he did that for me. My son did that for me. That I might have life. And here's the cool thing. Her son did that for you. And I think back on the moments or the moment that God intervened and changed her plans and how things were so different. She still got married. She had other kids. But she got to partake in something huge. And I ask you this morning, what if God wants to do something big in your life? What if God wants to shake up your plans and your dreams? Imagine what it would look like in our world Imagine what it would look like in our city. Imagine what it would look like in our student ministry if we just said, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. We'll do what you tell me to do. We'll go where you tell me to go. We'll say what you want me to say. And that's what we're going to talk about this morning as we go to our small groups. As we go to our table groups, let's be honest. Let's talk about that this morning.
Would we be okay with that? Let's talk about that. Would we be all right if God came in and just shook our worlds up? What would be the downside? What would be the good side? Let's be honest this morning. This is good stuff. Lord, I love you. I thank you for these teenagers. Speak to us now and it's in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's head to our groups.